Is this is this Tom? Uh, yeah, yes, it's, it's me, Tom. Tom, uh, Tom York from Radiohead. Hi, yeah, hi, Tom York from Radiohead. How you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. I just wanted to call you to congratulate you on the extremely popular podcast. It is number one in Oxford. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's where we're from. Yeah, from. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much. We're actually about to record. Uh... The second episode, so I'm glad that you uh, you called you called to celebrate. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Um, actually, uh, you know, Johnny wouldn't like that I told you this, but he's uh, writing the score to the biopic uh, based on the podcast. Oh, we're we're getting that pick? Yeah, you're getting it. Um, oh yeah. Well, I won't I won't tell Johnny you told me. Thank you. I I play both lead characters. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um. I, I, it's me, Tom York, who plays both lead characters. I'm from Radiohead. That's awesome. I mean, I'm so, I don't even know what to say. I'm so honored to have you in our lives as a friend. I'm very you... excited that you are covering me Benz today. Me Benz? Me, me Benz. I'm Tom York from Radiohead, and these are me Benz. Me Benz? <laughs> Something good. It's a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. My name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. Hi, I am Nikki Flowers. Welcome to the podcast. I make music as Nikki Flowers because I like to keep things simple. Very, very simple. Simple and clean is the way that you're feeling right now. Mm. I I made the same exact Kingdom Hearts joke uh, a couple days ago and you did not understand a word of it. That's fine. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is the Radiohead of video games to me. I've never played it because I don't really see the appeal of Running around in an RPG is emo, Mickey, and Goofy. I don't know. So you're telling me that you never wanted to wear, like, 70 zippers? Well, I'm not going to say that. Why, do zippers... Yeah, yeah, actually, in all the Final Fantasy games from, like, I want to say maybe Final Fantasy X onward, every single character is outfitted with outfits that are just, like, I don't know who designed them, I'm not really into Final Fantasy myself, but it is mm. a ton of zippers. There are zippers, like, on the sleeves. There are zippers on the <laughs> body. There are zippers on the pants somehow. Why do you body need zippers, zippers on the pants? Yeah. Yeah. Um, welcome to our Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts uh, podcast, Zipping Up Something Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the next thing. After we're done with all the albums, we're going to do a uh, Final Fantasy podcast. No, we're not, because I don't want to. Um, nope. All right, bit over. What have we done in the um in the past week? Because I know we missed last week because uh, a bunch of things happened. Yeah, a bunch of things uh, happened as life is want to do. Um, I got food poisoning. Woo! Woo! I uh, saw some meat in my fridge and I thought that's not that old, and it was. Um, th- I'm really really sorry about your meat problem. That sounds <laughs> that sounds gross. Um, I am also currently sick at the moment. I don't know what happened. My brother surprised me, came to visit this weekend, and um, all of a sudden I was sick. And I wake up every morning with a massive head cold. Um, that I felt like I was saying, um, do you remember that episode of Spongebob where they're like, I have glass bones and paper skin? Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to, yeah, I was waiting for you to finish so I could do it. <laughs> um, anyway, we wanted to... I guess thank everybody for listening to the first episode of the podcast. I'm really humbled that you all wanted to listen to us talk about uh, Pablo Honey, the Hell album, um, for we an talked hour. about yeah, we talked about Pablo Honey for literally an hour, and people gave us positive reviews. That is incredible, and I thank you so much. Pe- yeah, people were just like, "Oh, this is good," unlike Pablo Honey, and we were like, "Yeah, you didn't have to listen to it." Um, <laughs> yeah. We had to listen to it twice. Well, yeah, we listened to all these albums twice, just so, you know, it stays, um, stays fresh in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it stays fresh in the radio head. Ooh. Ooh, suave. Um, <laughs> I also kind of wanted to bring this up, uh, because I feel like this should be a genuine thing that we do on this podcast. Um, we haven't gotten any closer to finding the Pablo Honey Baby. 
Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's talk about hashtag find the Pablo honey baby. We've been searching. I've actually literally, it started as a joke, but I've been like, I really want to find this baby. I legitimately, legitimately want to find this baby. I want to get this baby on the podcast. Um, Oh my God, can you imagine? Somebody on Twitter uh, was like, have you considered that the Pablo honey baby is still a baby? And yes, I have. And I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah, we're not going to entertain that uh get out of our mentions what do you except, think that except not because that's my friend and yeah hi hi if you're listening hello <laughs> thank you for the tip um the, the thing though is that the pablo honey baby is not like the teletubby son baby who is absolutely definitely still a baby um yeah i mean and a son we can't we i can't stress that enough the son this yeah i th- oh <gasps> oh maybe maybe the pablo honey baby and the sun baby are in cahoots and they're like in some secret society of forever babies. Oh, you know what that's called, right? That's just the plot to Boss Baby. I'm I'm serious. Oh my god, are you kidding me? That's the plot to DreamWorks Boss Baby. Uh, I thought it was just Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but Alec Baldwin's character was a baby this time. It's both. <laughs> oh jeez. I'm I'm not kidding. It's both. Um, I went to go uh... see Boss Baby on April first, twenty seventeen. I believe. Wow, you you played a prank on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be really funny, and I walked out of Boss Baby halfway through. It's the first, maybe second movie I've ever walked out of. Damn, that's uh, that's quite a review. Yeah, welcome to our Boss Baby podcast. Uh... <laughs> um, oh so God. we we are no closer to finding the Pablo Honey Baby, but I urge you if you have any leads on who the pablo honey baby is please do not hesitate to tweet at us at posg pod uh hashtag find the pablo honey baby um we we're a hundred percent serious about this oh yeah no our our end goal is to like our big finale episode is an interview with the pablo hunter uh, pablo honey baby like legitimately i want the pablo honey baby I was going to say dead or alive, no, but, but I want, definitely no. want the Pablo Honey Baby alive. Please, please, dear God, do not kill the Pablo Honey Baby before we have a chance to interview them. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, you know, I'm not going to get involved, but uh, give us give us our interview. Anyway, um, we are talking about the Bens today. That is true. I'm really excited. We are. Because we're bending. It's, yeah, we're bending. I'm bending over backwards to tell you about what I feel. This is uh this is the Benz and we're bending it like Beckham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before we talk about anything, let's not make the same mistake we made last time. And can we talk about the fucking album cover? Let's talk about the cover. I love it. This is the most genuinely relatable Radiohead album cover because have you Nikki, have you ever felt that way? Oh my god, near constantly. My life is just that that little that little guy is just oh yeah. It's either, it's funny because the facial expression, this CPR dummy, is that what it is? Or like a crash test dummy? It's like a crash test CPR dummy. It's, I think it's closer to a CPR dummy, but I also think that um, the crash, the dummy is based off of Tom York, like legitimately. Oh, uh, let me, I'm pulling up a picture here. Because if you look at it. Yeah, I can, I don't know, maybe. Wait, so does that, did they get like a, they commissioned someone to make a dummy for the cover? I don't know, actually. I have no idea what this, where this cover came from and why it exists, only that I know that I feel this way all the time. I, oh yeah, it's funny because the the facial expression could go in a bunch of different emotional directions. Like I could, I could see the, I could see the dummy just going like, oh, fuck yeah, the bends. Or like, oh god, oh the bends. Like it's. I think it's a nice understated. <sighs> like you just you took a sip of a nice beverage. Yeah, l- l- taking a sip of a nice like bend juice. Bend bridge. Um, I a hundred percent love this album cover, and it yeah. is the last extremely funny Radiohead album cover. Yeah, yeah, it's the Pablo Honey Baby cover is I, I just called the album pablo honey baby that's how focused i've been on our search <laughs> the pablo honey cover um is funny in a really unfortunate way that's uh, yeah we you've heard our opinions on it i don't have to get into it this is fucking hilarious in like the best way i don't i feel like maybe it helped sales of the album i don't know couldn't have hurt the the bends didn't sell that well 
actually. Oh. Well, I can't imagine it was because of the cover. This is a no. this is a good cover. It was it was not the cover. It was just 1995 and um a bunch of labels were just adding artists left and right. Grunge was over. There's a mo- motorcycle. Whoa. Um it was not- Yeah, be careful. You're bad-mouthing these labels. They're sending their motorcycle game. <laughs> Um, the, like, the Capitol Records and the Warner Records of the world are, like, you know, adding bands left and right, and there is a, suddenly a saturation of bands on the market. There are too many bands, even more than there are today, with, like, Bandcamp and, you know, anybody being able to get on streaming services. Hmm. And Radiohead wasn't, like, I mean, they had Creep. They, they yeah, they had Freak. They had freaking Creep, freaking and Creepin', but they weren't, like, the big, like juggernauts of rock that they are today no uh creep definitely helped but they're not they weren't it wasn't until the next thing that we'll talk about next episode um that they got extremely uh large like physically extremely large just a bunch of big old boys yeah one day um tom york he's like what like five six or something (laughs) not anymore yeah one day in 1995 he woke up and he was 12 feet tall and we all love him for it Yep, he remains 12 feet tall to this day. Um, I think we should maybe talk about the songs before we start talking about how big Tom York is. It's it's hard to overstate how large this man is, but we are here to talk about the Benz, and I think we should start with Planet Telex. I don't know what the name of the song means. Well, a planet is, well, that's explanatory, self-explanatory. Oh, I don't know what a planet is. Oh, well, a planet is a, a large celestial body uh, um, rotating around a, a star of some kind. Okay. And uh, Telex is, let me stall so I can Google it. Telex, or Teleprinter Exchange, in its full title, is the original form of data transmission. Oh, I love data. I, you gotta love data. Um, 100%, I'm reading the genius about right now. Uh, I didn't know this. The working title for this song was Planet Xerox, but it was changed because Xerox is a trademark. Radiohead are fucking cowards. Also, that's a much better title, because what the fuck is Telex? Planet Xerox is, like, it's just it's just on the verge of being Banksy, but it's interesting enough that it's not. Yeah, it's... Okay, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but... Is this Praxy, or is this Banksy? This is Banksy. Okay, this is... Okay, I'll agree with you. This is Banksy. Um... Planet Alex is one of my favorite Radiohead openers. Like, oh my gosh! I mean, we went from you, the opener on Pablo Honey, you, and then we have this, which is just, oh my god! You can tell, you can tell they really wanted to step things up. Yeah, and like you can feel it in the production, even like they were like, let's make this like I don't know, interesting. Let's make this a fun album, and it is quite fun. There's a lot of like. Pablo Honey DNA still in the bends, but mm. it's good, I want to say. It's good Pablo Honey. It's Goblo Honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the verses in Planet Telex, like you can force it, but it will not come. You can taste it, but it will not form. They sound like a riddle, and I'm still trying to figure out the answer. Oh, oh that Tom always always riddling. Giving us little little morsels to to chew on. What's what's that guy talking about? He sounds like he's like a troll under a bridge, and we have to answer his three riddles. <laughs> you can force it, but it will not come. You can taste it, but it will not form. You can crush it, but it's always here. I I think he's maybe talking about a big egg. A big egg. Yeah. You can force it, but it will not come. You taste it, it will not form. Huh. Chasing you home. Yeah, I mean, that's a big it, egg. That's a big fucking egg. Do you remember Mario Kart 64 <laughs> with the big Yoshi egg? Oh, I, I can't not remember the big egg. That's the big egg. Um, I think they wrote it um, when they played a pre-release version of Mario Kart 64. Because Radiohead is famous for being playtesters for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Tom York and Satoru Iwata were big friends. Yeah, oh, 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 we gotta tighten up the graphics on level three. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, Tom York. Um, and I love, I love Mario Kart 64. Um, I love Toad. Oh, he would be Toad. He's, he's kind of like a Toad kind of guy. He's, yeah. He's got the, he, he goes into that falsetto range sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pure Toad. Everything is <laughs> broken. <laughs> All right, bye all of the listeners of the podcast. (laughs) 
Where are you going? Why are you running? <laughs> um, I like the song. What do you think? I do like it a lot. It's not my favorite track on it, but it's um, definitely, I wouldn't skip it. That's promising, actually, because we, right off the bat for Pablo Honey, we were just like, fuck this bullshit. Like, already. And then Creep, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. And then the rest of it, yeah. But this one is like, you can. it's a good opener because you can tell it's going to lead to, like, you know, a good album. Yeah, good music that is, like, good instead of bad. Uh, Personally, and this may be, just be me, I like listening to good music. I, yeah, me too. I like listening to good music instead of bad music. I would, you know... Nine times out of ten, I choose good music. The tenth time, I don't even know what I was thinking that tenth time. With Listen to that bad music, <laughs> what am I thinking? Tenth time, I just, uh, you know, you slide down the rabbit hole and you just listen to Iggy Azalea. Hey, it happens. We've all, we've all made mistakes. We're, this, is, this is the beginning of our beef with uh, Iggy Azalea. Oh yeah, that's how we're gonna, we're gonna get real big by beefing with Azalea. Real physically large. <laughs> Welcome to our uh, our podcast, Beefing with Azalea, where we just lo- lob insults at Icky Azalea until she responds. Um, oh boy. Uh, let's talk about the second track on this album, this Radiohead album that we're supposed to be uh, talking about, The Bends. Folks, we got ourselves a title track. The Bendies. The Bendies. Brian Michael Bendies. The Bendies, the yearly award where we honor uh, the best albums named The Bends. And, uh, you know, winner for the past uh, maybe... How many years has it been since the Benz came out? Holy shit. I mean, uh, a while. 1995? 24 years, yeah. It's been 24 years. For the past 24 years, the winner of the Bendies has been Radiohead's The Benz. And that's just that's just a testament to how this album is The Benz. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like, a louder album than Pablo Honey. There's, like I said, there's still that, like, grunge DNA, but it's still... it's They made it interesting. Yeah, they made grunge... Um, some trivia about the title track and the song itself. Mm-hmm. The Benz actually refers to Pablo Honey getting too big too fast, basically. Like, Radiohead suddenly just kind of blowing up into the, you know, the famous band sphere in the early 90s. That, that's not a bit, that's actually true. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, no, that makes sense, because the Benz is um, it's that thing that divers get when they, like, too much water. I don't know. <laughs> when they ascend too, When they ascend too fast. Oh, okay, yeah, no, then that definitely, that's, I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's wonderful, but imagine being Radiohead and getting super famous in the 90s off your dog shit grunge light album that all of you hate. (laughs) And not even the album, just the one song. Yeah, imagine just getting super, super famous off your shitty song Creep, and then having to, you know, continue Uh, having a career, and... Yeah, well, I kind of, I can kind of relate, and like a really, on a extremely micro scale is this about um, uh, the we shop channel remix yeah you knew where i was going with it it's it's not a bad song i just i wrote it i didn't even write it it was just a remix and i i compressed it to hell like i didn't know what i was doing production wise i was just screwing around with fl studio and i was like you know it'd be funny if i did this and now it's like that's the one track that anyone pays attention to <laughs> I think that you did good work on the We Shop Channel remix. It's not a bad song. I can understand why people like it. It's but... not bad, but Couch, couch Surf in USA is my favorite thing you've done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that one's good. Mm. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Nikki talks about how their music is good. Um, stream, uh, stream Nikki Flowers by Nikki Flowers on uh, all streaming services in Bandcamp. Um, do it. Uh, I really, really, really like the title track as well. It's very. Mm. It is definitely like if you if you listen to the lyrics, it's a it's about just being getting too big too quick, basically. Yeah, and uh, you can tell that uh, Tom is pretty tortured about it, actually. And I can kind of understand because um, I've been reading a little bit about about the man, the myth, the legend, Tom York, just a little bit. Um, and he's kind of a weirdo, kind of a, kind of an introverted guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I get it. Kind of, I totally get why this sudden rush of fame would be a lot. Yeah, and we'll we'll explore that a little bit later in the Radiohead discography. Basically, this ends does end up, you know, spoiler alert, taking a little bit of a toll on our boy Tom. Uh oh. Yeah, it is. It gets pretty dark, but oh, yeah. Oof. Well, not dark like the way you think it could be dark, but it gets 
you feel for the guy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this song? I love it. I love how it's sort of, it's not like a seamless transition, but it just like, it flows right in from Planet Telex and it's just this, um, like the vocals are really like, really leveled up. Like really, he really, um, he's... He's been grinding. Yeah, he's he wasn't a bad vocalist before, but he's definitely like, oh gosh, I have all these ears on me now. Yeah. I gotta step it up. And yeah, no, I love I love the breakdowns too. Like Ooh, it just yeah. I mean, I love a good breakdown, but this I mean it really it's powerful. The thing about one. breakdowns is that whenever somebody says breakdown, I know exactly what a breakdown is musically and where it should go in a song, but I think of Crabcore. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think of Crabcore and I think of that gif of uh the Crabcore band just like crouching with their guitars. And, oh yeah. Uh, oh I love it. I can oh hold on, hold on. I can see it. I can see the gif in my head. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love that I gif. I don't know what that band is, but I'd like to invite them on the show to talk about Crabcore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you think about the Benz? I really, really like the Benz. I feel like I've said everything I can say about it, really, that it is, it's definitely, it feels like a, like you said, a level up of, mm. of Tom's ability to, like, sing. And it's, it's almost like he got a mount. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And almost, like, I, you, you definitely were right when you said that there's still Pablo Honey DNA in there. Mm. But it kind of, like this song, it kind of feels like a different band. Yeah, it, it 100% does. It's wild what two years will do. I'm so, so ready for this band. Anyway, let's talk about High and Dry. <laughs> Been there. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, when you get when you get too schmackaroonied and you don't have any water? Oh, get a little too much of that good good. Uh, I, that's not what the song is about. No, not at all. Um, it's actually a very touching song. It that, is. Um, honestly, I first time I listened to it, gave me shivers. But like just on the melody alone, and then the second time, I got the shivers again. It's it's like I don't know. It's a very it's, it really affected me. You've you missed the opportunity to say you've got, you got the bends. Um, oh God! Ugh, all right, uh, this podcast I ruined it. Let's. Uh, it's over. Uh, that's it. That's our show. Bye-bye. Let's maybe talk about and maybe reverse on our stance from the previous episode mm. that um, the ballads on Pablo Honey were bad, but this is a ballad and it's good. Yeah, I was I was surprised, honestly, because, uh, yeah, no, I'm staunchly anti-ballad most of the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's like something, there's something in my brain that like when I hear an acoustic guitar, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can't. I can't do this. There's an acoustic guitar in a lot of this album, and it's good, actually. I didn't mind it at all, which is very uncharacteristic for me. Um, So, Tommy Orcates' this fucking song. What? Yeah, in a 2007 interview with Pitchfork Media, Tommy York stated that he did not like the song, saying, quote-unquote, it's not bad, it's very bad. Um, He also (laughs) stated that he'd been pressured into including the song on the bends. By pressured by the same label guy that made you put all the bad songs on Pablo Honey? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it the best track on the Benz? No, I don't think so. No. Is it the worst? Again, no, I don't think so. Is it really fucking good, Tom? And yeah, you should have put it on the album. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. This is the one situation in which I think uh, Tom might be wrong and that the song was good to put on the album. Yeah. And like the chorus, I mean, the chorus alone is just incredible. Yeah, it is a classic. Oh, um, Mamma Mia. That's that's that is a spicy meatball. Yeah, Italian Tom York. Mamma Mia, it's me, <laughs> Tom York. Uh, I love the pizza. I play the guitar. <laughs> that's Johnny. He's he plays the guitar. I don't fucking know. The whole thing is you're supposed to be teaching me this stuff. Can you name real, real quick? Let's just kind of sideline the sideline oh, high and dry. No. Can you name every member of Radiohead? Um, I'm gonna already say no. So let's. <laughs> Okay, there's Tom York. Okay. There's Johnny. Mm -hmm. I just was on the Wikipedia page. Green. Johnny Green. Close enough. There's there's something else after that. What is it? Greenwood. Greenwood. There we go. Johnny Greenwood. And there's second Greenwood. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's his name, second. He's the clone. (laughs) Um, Just a little backup Johnny. 
Uh, there's two more. There's two other ones. There's um. I'm gonna. Oh, mm, they're, so they're they're from England. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like British names that I might that might be that might be common. I'm gonna go with. I got nothing. I don't know. I, I one of them's. I got yeah no. I wanted to try, but uh, this is yeah. Is Tom York, Johnny okay. Greenwood, mm-hmm. Teresa May, um, Boris okay. Johnson, yeah, and Colin Greenwood. Wow, Colin. Yeah, that is that is it. Wow, good for Teresa. Good for no good for fuck Tories. No, I know. Um, also, can we just Boris? Is that a name, really? That's not a fucking name. That's 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 a sound you make when you've eaten too much food. That's a good Japanese noise band. It's not it's not a name. Um, we're saying all of this so that maybe maybe uh, our good friend Tom will hear this episode and decide to come on the show because we're saying bad things about Brexit, which is bad. Oh wait, he's 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 anti Brexit, yeah. Yeah, he he hates the shit. He's actually got pretty good politics. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Oh um, boy, Tom. Yeah, we, we love him. Uh, like fake plastic trees. Oh. oh, this one got me. Can I tell you that this like middle run of like ballady songs is really good, uh, like shockingly good for how much I don't like ballads. Like fake plastic trees. Oh, it's close. It, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's 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 close. Can I tell you something that sounds a hundred percent fake? About fake plastic trees? Well, thematically it fits, so I'd love you to. Uh, this sounds 100% like not real. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the story behind the song is they went to go see Radiohead as a group. As one, you know, large shivering mass. Went to go see uh, Jeff Buckley. Ooh. Uh, who, went, who wrote Hallelujah and no, nothing else. That's the one thing. It's very good. I mean, he, you can build a career off that one song. Yeah, it, it was his creep. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> they went to go see Jeff Buckley, and then Tom York came back to the studio after seeing Jeff Buckley, sang fake plastic trees to himself a couple times, and then collapsed onto the floor crying. Wow. Which sounds fake, doesn't it? It sounds like I'm lying to you, and this is it like It sounds a, too perfect of, a, of an anecdote. Like It's I just, real. This fit of passion and and emotion after seeing Jeff Buckley just sings a fully formed song and then collapses. <laughs> I kind of I buy it actually. That yeah, judging by what we will learn about Tom York soon, mm. uh, it I completely buy that. And honestly, I may be spouting bullshit. This may not be real. But I 100% buy this story. The fact that it's super believable. Even, I don't even know much about the guy. But just just judging from the song itself, I yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, no, it, ooh, ooh, the lyrics really got me. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the song? Tell me. I, I love it. I really love the song. How am I liking ballads? It's fucking, it's wild. But this... I don't even know what to say other than it's incredible. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a sucker for this kind of thing. This like real, like this specific kind of depressing lyric. I don't even yeah. know, like just I, I, sort of like, it reminded me of like my, my own imposter syndrome that I get. So I feel like that's where it really like, Ooh, it just hit a, hit a chord. Yeah. Um, this is actually kind of like, I don't want to say the last one, but this is like, this is probably the last of the Radiohead like albums that has very relatable lyrics mm. or things that you can like take out of context and just apply to yourself. Not not enough that I'm saying you were taking it out of, out of context, obviously. Right, right. Um, but eventually, like starting actually next thing, um, it basically becomes one big allegory. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with allegories. Yeah, that's fine. And the the lyrics of this song they remind me of, I don't know why. And this is just like mental, like mental connections that I'm making. Just like the uh, Beach Boys one from last episode, <laughs> right? Um, this the lyrics to this one reminds me of. Have you ever listened to Granddaddy? Yes. Um, uh, Jed's other poem, "Beautiful Ground." Basically, there's a. The first verses, I think, is you said I'd wake up dead drunk alone in the park. I called you a liar, but how right you were. And it gives me, like, hard, fake plastic trees energy. 
Yeah, I can see that. No, yeah, that's that, there's um, I don't even know what the word is. It's fake plastic trees energy. Yeah, yeah, FPT. <laughs> FPT. Uh, that's FPT. Me, that's me chanting at a Radiohead uh show. Um, I think maybe because the song is so, it's basically very anti-capitalist. Hmm. Think. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I think this is very praxy. This is super praxy in the best way. Yeah. We love Man, this song. I'm so I'm really bad at picking out like unless you hit me over the head with it sometimes, I'm like, I don't know what this song's about. It's kinda nice though. But then you saying it's anti capitalist, I'm looking through the lyrics and it's like, Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's very much like it's not McDonald's as president, but it's definitely yeah. like there. McDonald's is president, though, if you think about it. Yeah. President McDonald's. That's him. Mm. I mean, mm. this we're getting into, like... We're getting into some stuff. Let's move on. We're getting we're getting very... Uh, what's the name of the fucking podcast? Um, the podcast, like, White Centrist, like... Pod Save America? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> fucking hate that. Um, anyway, let's oh. talk about Bones. Bones. Ooh, creepy. Ah, ah, scary. Ah, ah. Oh, Halloween song. Oh, Ooh, okay. It's just skeleton. Oh no, you can't do that. You can't just say that. <laughs> Brain. That's not scary. Anyway, I love the chorus of this fucking song. Oh my god, yes. Cause I mean, you've got to feel it in your bones. I just I like the chorus melodically so much. Mm. I have no clue what the song is about though. No, I, I got nothing. It's eh, it's good. The chorus is definitely, yeah, like, whoa. But the rest of it is... Uh, it didn't do anything for me, really. I don't know. It's not skippable. Yeah, I'll listen to it for the chorus. But Yeah, it did, it did feel like the verses, like, got in the way. Like, you had to get through them to get to the chorus, which is not a good feeling in a How, song. However, this is, like, it's related to... Um, at least mentally related to Ripcord, that also sounds like it's going to burst into that uh, Folgers commercial. <laughs> yeah, this they is... really they're they're always dancing right right on the edge. Yeah, like especially with this song. I mean, it's good, but unlike well, no, Ripcord's a good song, I'd say. But this would you one... take Ripcord over Bones? Uh no, I would take Bones over Ripcord for sure. I'd take anything over anything on Papa Honey, to be honest. Yeah, I'd just say that like the strength of the bends in general. Yeah. This song, this song, and maybe the next song don't have me feeling like the Pablo Honey guy. Not the Pablo Honey guy, the Benz guy. <laughs> oh, to feel like the Pablo Honey guy. <laughs> the Benz guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, I give, I give Bones and Nice Dream half, one half Benz guy. Yeah, out of, out of what, though? A full one. A full one? Okay. Just a full Benz guy. Just like a full, ah. Yeah. <sighs> Delicious. And, yeah, and Bones and Nice Dream is like, okay. They complement <laughs> each other. Together they make one full Benz guy. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a little meh, but together it's a full Benz guy. It's a full, it, it, like, the, the like it, Bones is like, ah. And then Nice Dream is like, ah. Yeah, and yeah, totally. I think maybe we can skip talking about Nice Dream now that we've started talking about it. Yeah, it's I like the moodiness of the chorus a little bit. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got. Yeah, I just... That's where, like, the high and dry fake plastic trees high is... Mm. It, it wears off by the time you get to these two songs. These two are the dry in high and dry. Yes. Uh, just. Just what? Just. Just what? Just uh, the song from Radiohead Savens. Just listen to it. <laughs> it's um, the full. It's the full title. <laughs> just listen to this song. It's good. Um, don't get me wrong. I really, 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 really like this song. Mm -hmm. But why does the first half of it sound like a Shell Crow song? Oh my God, you are right. I oh, I was just about to go on and on about how incredible the song is, but now you just <laughs> oh. Damn it! I was so ready to just love it unconditionally, but now it's you've you've tainted my brain. I'm so sorry, but also <laughs> it sounds like a show. Okay, so don't get me wrong. 
Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. I love Show Crow. Uh, but I recently realized that her whole thing is just Beach Bum music. Yeah, it is kind of one note, huh? I mean, it's good. And I did. there's an electronic cover that I did of Soak Up the Sun a couple years ago that's just kind of sitting on a hard drive unfinished. I love Cheryl Crow, but it is I very... I can't hate her, yeah. There's definitely, like, a Cheryl Crow aesthetic, and it's, like, the first half of this song. Yeah, a little bit. It can't, it can't bring this song down, though, because it just... It really... What do you think? Um, like, I, yeah, you're right. Like the first half is like a little bit, it's just, it ramps up into this fucking, like, I love, I love the guitar part, the reflecting the vocals. Mm-hmm. Love, love when songs do that. Um, the bridge is like extremely evocative and then it just stops and leads into like this really fun, like that distorted guitar bit. Oh yeah. Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's some here's some info from Genius. The song was written about a narcissistic friend of Tom York's that was pissing him off, and it developed musically out of a contest with Johnny Greenwood and Tom York to see who could fit the most chords into a song. No. Oh my god. I love that. <laughs> so imagine two British men sitting in sitting in a recording studio being like, No, I can put the most chords into the song. No, it's me, Tom York, and I I can put most more chords into the song. Um, oh my god! Well, what was what was Johnny's uh, what was Johnny's contribution to the contest? I don't know, but did it not make it onto any any album? Maybe because he tried to he took it very literally and actually tried to put a ton of chords into one like song, one chord a second, and just boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> I like I like the uh, the other aspect of it that he was uh, Tom was just real pissed off about one guy and was like, you know what, I'm gonna show him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this fucking song on a classic album, and he's never gonna forget it. Can't get the stink off. He's been hanging around for days. Comes like oh, it's such a... he's yeah, really no, mean he's, to this guy. He's really tearing into this this narcissistic friend. What did they did they like get into an argument? I don't know. I want to I want to know. I guess we gotta interview that guy now. Yeah, I wanna interview the just guy. <laughs> um, so real quick, uh you've changed the locks three times, he co- still comes reeling through the door. That's a crime. That's breaking and entering. Yeah, that's not narcissism, that's just criminal stuff. You, yeah, you literally you need to maybe get like an extra lock on your door. Yeah, don't get my sympathy. Yeah, of course not. You're breaking into my house. This uh, this song is about Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. You've changed oh the God. locks three times, Jerry, but he just still keeps reeling through the door. <laughs> Jerry is like, one day I'll get to you. <laughs> teach you how to get to purest hell. <laughs> Which is so Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld hates Cosmo Kramer. He wants to murder him in cold blood. <laughs> And I mean, don't we all hate Kramer now, too, after he did the thing at the Laugh Factory? Ugh. Kramer. I like to, I like to think that, that Michael Richards is actually a character of Cosmo Kramer, and not yeah. the other way around. Well, Cosmo Kramer, you know he would still say that word. Yeah, the fucker. Like, not to crib a bit from, you know, another famous Twitter personality, but if Seinfeld were on TV today... Yeah? Um... Kramer would absolutely say that word. Oh yeah. Do you hmm, do you think Kramer would would have voted for Trump? I'm oh. afraid to ask, but I mean, while we're on the subject, hundred percent, it would have yeah? been extremely really? uh, an extremely misguided vote. Oh yeah, there would have been some comedy of errors in the in the polling booth or something. Yeah. And now I'm just now I'm just thinking about Newman. Oh Newman, absolutely. Uh, Newman. Yeah. Fucking. Um. Kramer get MAGA hat. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, this is not about Radiohead. This is getting sad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that yeah. This is uh, just is a really good song. Really good song. Can I talk about the music video? Real Absolutely. Quick? Yes. Wow. Super yes. Banksy. Extremely. Like oh, everyone's just watching television. Ugh. Shut up. <laughs> it is. It's not even like good Banksy. It's like my dude. Have you seen TV? Just watch it. It's it's good. There's gotta be something out there on the TV for Tom York. What what is Tom York's Hulu queue looking like? Is it all just like Blackfish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Blackfish and Inconvenient Truth. Um, Exits with the Gift Shop. Oh, you know he's got that in the queue. Yeah, uh, Steel Magnolias. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, just watch TV, my dude. Just just watch it. Yeah. Come on. My guy, come on. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the music video. That was just kind of my one thing. Me either. Yeah, that was... I don't like the video for this song. I don't actually... Don't like the video for a lot of the a lot of early Radiohead songs. Yeah, I've seen Just and um, Creep. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, the Creep is the other one. Now it's yeah, I don't know. Um, actually, the first good Radiohead music video is coming up next, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Ooh, okay, I'll have to to watch it. Yeah, we'll. I'll, I'll tell you what to watch for this okay. next step. But anyway, let's move on to my Iron Lung, which is a song about Creep, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned that, and yeah, that makes sense. Like, like it, it really was. Yeah, oh, because creep was basically that was the thing keeping Radiohead afloat. Yeah, keeping it alive, keeping it breathing, so to speak. Yeah, okay. So a lot of basically the Benz is just like fuck creep and fuck Pablo Honey. Basically, yeah, the this album. whole album is about like it's creep too. Keeping on creeping. No, it's it's reactions. It's reactions to Creep, I think. Creep 2. This time, it's personal. Creep 2. I'm not weird. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this song? Because I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's got some... That's got some nasty riffs. Yeah. Ugh, some juicy-ass some juicy riffs. Here's the thing about, um, about my Iron Lung. Yeah. I like it, but this is like... And we're going to get into your territory here. This is like late-inning baseball, where if the rest of the album wasn't wasn't as interesting as it was, I'd be getting up out of my seat and heading to the car to beat traffic down Stadium Way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because there's, um, it's just like, the chorus is really, and this is, it's sort of like, uh, the verses are okay, and the chorus, like, turns it real, real fast into, like, a great sound, but then it has to go back to the, the rest of it. Um, I like the bass line, though. Yeah, the bassline's really, really good, and I know you're like a connoisseur of basslines. Oh yeah, I love them. You're like, you got like a bassline, good bassline. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This one is simple and uh, but effective at like propelling the whole thing. Yeah. Forward. Um, I like the bridge. Leads to some fun little fuckery in yeah, there. They built a bridge, got over it, and here we are at the end of the song. Um, I kind of want to pitch something to you based on this earlier, um, get it? Get what I said there, pitch? Based on this earlier bit, what if Radiohead was baseball? They, would they be good? I feel like... What team do you think Radiohead would be, like, early Radiohead? Mm, early Radiohead? Like, I don't know, like a real... I'd say like the 97 Marlins, like flashes of brilliance, but like, ultimately... (laughs) (laughs) That's better than any other answer I could have come up with. Yeah, that's so succinct. Um, Pablo Honey is, uh, the right now Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. It is, it's, there's something there, but it is not good. No. It is definitely a rebuild, uh, album. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, what year are the Cubs, do you think, uh, Radiohead are? are? Let's talk about the Cubs. Let's talk, let's talk about those Cubs. Welcome to our, uh, Cubs podcast, coming up something good. (laughs) Um, actually, I feel like... Last year was a good example where it's like the, there was parts of it, like the first half was so like offense was good. Pitching was, well, the Cubs always have pitching depth problems, but they managed to pull through. And then the second half, just they're, they just forgot how to hit a ball. Okay. That's, and I feel like that's, that's more Pablo honey of like, okay guys, you had creep. That's a grand slam. Yeah. That's a home run. Mm, the rest of it, though, you keep you keep stranding men on base. What are you guys doing? And the Benz is there, like they got a stern talking to from Joe Madden, who's like, "You guys, you guys got to fucking. We're trying to win some World Series here. We can't just have the one." Yeah. Do you think that maybe, hopefully, Radiohead can get to, you know, the Cubs the year they won the World Series? I think I think they they could be contenders for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially like the Benz. This is like their. Not a rebuild year, but a year where it's like, oh, okay, next year, oh, next year they're going to blow all the competition out of the water. I, I mean, I hope so. Well, no, they actually spawned a lot of competition. They have a Coldplay and Muse now. You have Radiohead to thank for that. Mm, would we consider Coldplay a competition? Mm, initially, yes. Yeah, I guess some of their early stuff wasn't terrible. I know Coldplay is hanging out with, like, DJ Khaled now or whatever. They're doing, like, dance remixes of all their songs. 
Are they? Yeah, they are. They got like all their songs sound like if Arcade Fire had no members from Haiti, but they still decided to make songs about Haiti. <laughs> um, and Muse is just like uh, we talked about this. There's some in- there's some info war shit. Yeah, they're on they're on that whole thing. I guess that makes sense that they they heard Radiohead and was like, I can do that too. And it's like, no, you're doing your own thing, but you can't do that. Yeah, they heard Radiohead and they were like, oh, Bulletproof, I Wish I Was, which is the name of the next song. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Yeah, I wish I wish I could take like a ton of bullets. That'd be fun. Just like, yeah, just go ahead. Just load me up, buddy. Uh, take a couple shots, I don't mind. Let's talk about Bulletproof. Um... It's a nice little palate cleanser from from Iron Lun. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good song. It's the intro is how do you feel about the intro? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my review is that that sound in the word yeah. Okay. Um it's very kind of it sounds like a a certain type of Radiohead song you will hear very prominently in the next two albums. Oh, okay. At least like the way this song flows and how it sounds sonically. Yeah. I mean, the song, I love it. The, the intro doesn't, like, yeah, scream at me, like, this is going to be a good song. But then the rest of it is like, I mean, the chorus alone is, like, transcendent. Holy oh, shit. absolutely. It's about the coffee. You know, the, the bulletproof coffee where you stick, like, um, butter in the coffee? What? Oh, what? No, it's not about that. I'm lying to you. Wait, do people do that? Yeah, that's a thing, at least here in L.A., um, they have bulletproof coffee that they sell for like seven dollars. It this is how this is how much of a grift it is. It costs almost as much as CBD coffee. Yeah. Um, it is basically they just stick. It's black coffee, but they okay. stick a like a pad of butter Ugh. into it, and it. Everybody says it tastes really good, but it looks like shit to me. Yeah, yeah, because you're putting butter in fucking coffee. You the those fires and earthquakes you guys get are messing with your brains to think that that is okay. <laughs> I think we deserve them for inventing both uh, coffee. No, we don't deserve earthquakes or fires. That's a bad bit. Yeah, cancel that bit. Oh, I'm canceled. Um, <laughs> this song, Bulletproof. I wish I was. Uh, occupies the same space in my mind that I can't from uh the Hell album. Pablo Honey does. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's very in the same vein-ish. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I really hated I Can't, though. Well, not hated, it didn't, it was just meh. It's hard to really hate anything on Pablo Honey. Yeah. Much like, well, but in a different way, it's hard to hate anything on the Benz, right? Because it's like, the Benz is, pr- like, on average, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good album. Yeah. I think we're done maybe talking about Bulletproof because it's just like, I don't think we have much to say about it. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I have one thing. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, a lot of my notes are, I'm bad at talking about music, which is great because I'm on a podcast that talks about music. So it's a lot of like, it's good or it's bad. That's all we do for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my one really specific note, and uh, listeners, pull this up on your Spotify or your iTunes machine or whatever. At two minutes and twenty-two seconds, it sounds like Tom says, "I could burst a million buttholes." Try it. Oh wow, that clip was really, really nice. I'm glad you put that into the uh, podcast. You're welcome. Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, and now it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, where do we even go from there? Um, to Sulk. Oh no, Blackstar. We're going to Blackstar oh, next. Oh, nice try. <laughs> oh, we're we're not gonna skip Blackstar. Yeah, even though I kind of wanted to. Really, I really like I, I like Blackstar. It's it's. I think the last start of this record has some stealth jams. Yeah, it's mm, it's good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It, again, it's like they really hit a peak, sort of uh, back there a little bit, and then went into a lull, and then just and then. Iron Man, and then Bulletproof, and then Black Star. You know, it's kind of, well, I love a good fade-in. Yeah. Something, so I love it. Um, it didn't blow me away, but I didn't want to, like, I can't hate it. I agree. Like, definitely the peak of this album was tracks maybe, like, three through five. Mm. Well, no, I'd say I'd say tracks three through six. It, it's good, though. You know, Black yeah. Star. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to blame the uh, this song being bad on the Black Star, like you said. You can't. 
I do like the chorus. This this it's very emblematic of the bends to have songs with like eh, verses, but really really good choruses. Yeah, what's up with that? What are they? They just skimping on the verses, laying it all in the choruses. I don't know, but like I've been there though. Bones, Nice Dream, and Black Star all have really really good choruses. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Black Star's chorus is like yeah no you're right. It's definitely falls falls victim to that same like oh, okay get through the verses yeah not not that the album ever feels like a slog i don't want to make it seem like i was like oh God, i gotta listen to the bends um but yeah it's they're definitely still growing yeah and personally the album never really slumps except for this next track sulk what really i guess i'm just sulk fucks yeah, I I can I can see where you're coming from. Sulk fucks. Sulk fucks. Okay. Sulk fucks. That's my whole review. That's why I keep repeating it. <laughs> um, the bass is so fun, and it plays around with the with the guitar melody, and like Tom Tom's just all over the place, but in like a really fun way. It's just a fun little track. It's not, it's not like incredible, but it fucks. I okay. I can see where you're coming from. What's your opinion? Do you think it fucks? I think it sort of fucks. Mm. I think it, like, fucks occasionally. It wouldn't say no to a good fuck, but it doesn't go out of its way. Yeah. Okay. I think, because this song is, um, I'm reading the about page for it, it was written as a response to a massacre that happened in 1987. Jesus. Yeah, um, and then the original, like, ending was just shoot your gun, but they had to change it because it was recorded in 94 and Kurt Cobain had just passed away. Ooh, yeah, because that could have been, yeah. That could have been weird. Do you remember that, um, so that filter song called Hey Man, Nice Shot? I don't know about that one. Uh, it's about the suicide of Bud Dwyer. Do you remember anything about that? Oh, I mean, I vaguely know about it. Yeah, that, it would have felt probably like a Hey Man, Nice Shot kind of situation. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I this podcast is a testament to how I vaguely know a lot of things, but don't really know much of anything. <laughs> and now we know we're learning every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking on Genius. Yeah, wow, that's uh, a lot of people killed. Yeah, that's a uh, kind of sad. Yeah, I still, I still think the song fucks though. Is that is that inappropriate? Now no, that it's I know, not inappropriate. Now that I know the context, I don't know. It's a solemn fuck. It's a good song. It's a, it's yeah. a very solemn, like, you know, like, what what is, like, a, a sad fuck? What is a sad fuck? Let's all think about that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's reflect on that for next episode. I think there are a couple songs on, um, on OK Computer that are sad fucks. Is that uh, the next one? That's the next one. That's OK Computer. The Ooh. album, the concept album where a computer gains sentience and learns to say, okay. I'm going to elect to believe that's not a bit, and that's just what it is. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's like, what if what if a computer could say okay? Wait, really? Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, you oh, should have just kept it going. And now we are inching one step ever closer to OK Computer, because uh, do you want to talk about Street Spirit Fade Out? Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. have a little, little Street Spirit chat. Uh, it's, um... It opens very similarly, and this is something I've said multiple times, opens very similarly to a Dream Theater song as well. Yeah, so, like super slow, adding bit by bit, just sort of building up, and whoa, that's not Dream Theater, that's Radiohead. This is Radiohead, the band from Oxford, <laughs> England. It's not It's not Dream Theater from, um, I'm assuming, from the Midwest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the chorus, the, when the drums come in on the chorus, it sounds very similar to, have you ever listened to any Stephen Drozd solo music, the multi-instrumentalist from the thing Lips? I think I've dabbled in a couple songs, but not really. There is a song that he wrote in 1997 for like a drummer's compilation, because mm. that's the sort of thing that was just coming out in 1997, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, you know, like, a, that's the thing you would expect to get on cassette at Sam Goody. The the public was clamoring for a, a drummer's only cassette. Um, it's a song called "Headphones" theme from Seemingly Infinity, and the drums like the um the very little 
I, I don't even know how to describe those. I am very bad at my music theory. They're very... Oh, yeah, I don't fucking know what, what anything is. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. I like it, yeah. Yeah, it sounds almost exactly like that headphones-themed drums. Mm. It's very good. It's... I'll have to check that out, yeah. I like this song. What do you think? I like it. I, I always like... I mean, that's the way I approach a lot of my songwriting is I like to like start out with one bit and then add another part and then just sort of add and then subtract as the song goes on. I like that uh, style of songwriting, so that's why this this is definitely, like, this is one of the good ones to me. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I don't think it's the strongest album closer, though. No, it sure isn't. It... I feel like maybe Sulk could have ended this album. Sulk definitely should have ended the album, because it, like I said, I can't stress it enough. Sulk? fucks and what better way to end your album with a with a good old fuck i mean that sounds like that venetian snares album that's got all like the fuck samples <laughs> oh no not like that um yeah i agree with you i feel like some of the like the the ballady songs could have ended this album really really well Ooh, imagine imagine fake plastic trees being the being the outro that would have been devastating to hear oh that would have gutted me. I mean, that song really gutted me, but that would have really gutted me. <laughs> like, yeah. right after Sulk, it's like, boom, fake plastic trees. <sighs> Tom York has described the song as one of Radiohead's darkest songs ever. In fact, Tom York says he almost always performs the song towards the end of concerts because it's so dark and literally saps the strength out of him. Tom York describe, describes the way, he says, it hurts like hell every time I play it, looking out at thousands of people cheering and smiling, oblivious to the tragedy of its meaning. Tom York um, has also labeled Street Spirit as Radiohead's purest song, saying he didn't write it, wrote itself. This is from Genius. Ah, yes. One of those songs. I definitely... There's something so beautiful about just... You just have a song. Like, you you didn't write it. It just is there. Yeah. I have multiple songs I got that just came out. It feels really good, and also I'm lazy, so it's nice when the song is like, don't worry, I'll do the work. When the song is like, hey, it's me. I'm just gonna... It's it's mine. I'm here now. I'm the song. Um, yeah, I... It's it's a good song. It's very sad. Yeah, ooh, yeah, I mean, that's... I do, I do like the... The sort of ending the album on a, on a real sad note. That's yeah. good. I always like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not gonna get any lighter in the next couple albums. So, it sets the tone. From memes I've seen, they they get into some stuff. Yeah, some stuff happens. They just they just get they get all they get real busy with some stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about stuff and things that I think we're gonna have probably a quite a long conversation about capitalism next episode. I'm sure. Oh, oh boy! Oh, you are uh, not ready. You're not ooh. ready for my fucking. Ooh. I got some some tasty ideology for you. Yeah, some fucking praxis. Um, mm. Anyway, we've reached the end of Radiohead's 1995 album, The Benz. Are we picking up something good? Let's see here. Let me turn on my transmitter. <laughs> ah, the results are in. I'm picking up something good. I'm picking up something good as shit. Oh. Yeah, there's some moments where it's like, eh, okay, but they're never, they never detract from the highs of the album. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I, it's like, it's the first time, at least personally, where Radiohead have made a complete thought of an album. Exactly. Yeah, because like, Pablo Honey was just kind of, I don't know, grunge is popular. <laughs> the Benz is like, okay, fuck that album, and here's why. Exactly. It's it's basically just a reaction to Pablo Honey in the best way possible. Oh, so good. I, I'm really glad that I liked it. <laughs> you know, I was... Yeah, as am I, because then it would have been a really miserable podcast. <laughs> exactly. That was my fear. But yeah, no, it, it looks like this is going to be... We're going to be just fine. We're going to be totally fine. I honestly... This album has me feeling like the Benz guy. Take a little sip of that bend juice. Some of that, uh, these high and dry. <laughs> so, what was your favorite song, if you had to choose? Well, yeah, let's name an MVP. Um, hmm. I think maybe the best song on this album 
Well, maybe not the best song. I'm just going to say my MVP, the most vital song to this album. Mm. Fake Plastic Trees. I have to agree. And I know that that's wild, given my very outspoken thoughts on uh, how I feel about ballads. But, oh, yeah, there's just, it really did. I can't stress it enough. I teared up a little bit. I'll be honest. It gutted me. Yeah, it 100% did a number on, I think, both of us. And I'm glad that you got that experience of listening to that song for the first time, because it is some wild shit. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that first listen, I was not ready. Because I saw the title, and I was like, oh, that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's about to be very Banksy, but it's actually better than that. Better than Banksy. Yes. So, actually, I have some information about the um, the album cover that I was maybe hiding for the end of the episode. Oh, you trickster. Lay it on me. Um, This is the first album in which um, Stanley Donwood, who's going to do the you know, art and design for the rest of Radiohead's career. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he did anything for them. Okay. All right. Basically, this is a, indeed a CPR mannequin. Okay. Filmed on an old-fashioned video camera with a video cassette in it. I like that. That is, that's like the main part of why I really love it. Because I'm into that whole tape aesthetic. Yeah, and apparently Stanley was extremely wildly poor this is an interview with uh our favorite centrist enemy um basically he was super super poor had had a bunch of low-paid jobs and this is like his first big gig doing art for radiohead and what a gig it led to what you said he does the album the album art for every album since yeah every album since damn good for him so he's like extremely rich now i could imagine yeah i mean this is he does good work. I've seen I've seen a bunch of the album art. It's, I mean, this one I don't know. This it's so funny. It's very. I I would like to get Stanley Donwood on the show to talk about what he thinks the Ben's guy, what sound he thinks he's making. Oh, okay, all right. So we got Pablo Honey interview. We got the Crabcore guys. We got Stanley. We got Stanley. Okay, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good good long interview sesh with all all these people. Yeah, and just just for good measure, because they seem to be getting him all the time. I also want to get former President Barack Obama on the show, not yeah, for any reason, but I just, just want to talk about yeah. Real shout uh, shout out to Obama. Thanks it, for being kind of a shitty president. Yeah, but like you know, could have been worse. He could have been way worse. Uh, but he is also like apparently really easy to book for any fucking thing now. Well, he's got all that free time. Yeah. Um, if if you were president. Would you, like, what would you do after? Like, what do you even do? Like, because that's, you can't just, like, if, it would feel weird to just, like, well, I used to be in control of all the nuclear missiles in the world. Now I just got to sit back and read a book, I guess. I don't know. I was a war criminal, and now I'm a former war criminal. Yeah, how do you, how would you live with yourself? It makes no sense. I wouldn't. I would never be president. Personally, you know, if it were me, I would simply just not be president. <laughs> Good call. R.I.P. to Jimmy Carter, but I'm different. Was he? He's not I'm dead. Always, no, I, I, well, that's good, I guess. I don't know. I'm always, ah, people are always like, well, Jimmy Carter was the good one. I'm like, well, I mean, he was still president of the United States. Was he that good? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird position to be in. Yeah. It's like, we're okay, this is a politics podcast now. Yeah, uh, Jesus. This has been Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast. Um, I am Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. You can find me online at, uh, at Echo Vessel or at Echo Vessel on Instagram. Um, they took my screen name. <laughs> Curse, cursing them forever. Um, your turn. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers. You can find me on Bandcamp, nickyflowers.bandcamp.com. I just released a single, Ah Shucks, backed with Pepper Spray a Cop. We so should be pepper spraying more cops. We should always be doing that. So download that while you're pepper spraying a cop, and right after, follow me on Twitter, at YifPolice. Um, we run a label also called Neo Detritus. Um, we announced an album by Alexander Valentine last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, called Passing in Public and Other Lies Constructed. It is a very good album. Mm. Uh, coming out on August 9th. Wow, that's coming up. You can follow that uh, on at Neo Detritus. Um, and also, big thanks to Matt and Noisebase for taking on our podcast and letting us um, waste his bandwidth. 
as big a thanks as Tom is a very big man because He's a big cow. tall man. Yeah, um, because this is this is a fun podcast, and I'm glad that we get to um, do it in the way that we do it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We don't have a live any live date scheduled. Please do not show up to your local amphitheater, but demanding to see us. Oh um, my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> Yeah, just, we're playing everywhere. Just show up to your nearest amphitheater and just demand to see us in um, in, in concert. It's not going to happen, though, because I, uh, there's nothing I hate more than live episodes of podcasts. I don't know. Just go back to your houses. Get, go away. Yeah, have you, like, I, I just, I'm, you know, my other podcast, Radish, is having a live episode, you know, no shade to them, but <laughs> no shade, and I That one's going to be great, though. That one's gonna be fun. You should go if you're in Atlanta on Dragon Con, uh, at Dragon Con. Um, but live episodes of podcasts are just, um, ever since I heard them a Bim Bam live episodes, they're weird. Oh, I was just about to bring that up because it's always the most awkward when they have the people in the audience, they're like trying to impress the McElroys with their funny questions. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway, um, next week we are doing OK Computer. Like I said, it's the concept album where a computer gains sentience and loses say, Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a computer. Um, that That's going to be our next episode. Uh, and then after that, I think we may be doing a B-Sides roundup where you get to hear Ooh. the bad songs. Oh, hell yes. You get to hear the songs that didn't make it onto Pablo Honey. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about the implications of that. What? Oh. <laughs> Well, that's that's gonna be quite an episode. This has been picking up something good. Um, good app. We've we've made it to the end of another uh, of another gauntlet. We did it. We did it. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>